Hello and welcome to season two of Anime Attaché. We are a part of the Fundamentals Network, and this is an introduction show to all things anime. We are currently exploring Cowboy Bebop, and we are in what would be like the season two of Cowboy Bebop if it was like broken into seasons and not sessions. Um, as always, I am your host, B Zelda. My pronouns are they them, and I'm going to be your your counselor, your guidance, your sensei on this journey to learn about. Well, today, some gosh darn Cowboy Bebop, Jet Black. Uh, I'm joined by Steven. How's it going? Hey, I'm good, B. I'm Steven. Uh, pronouns are he, him. And yeah, I'm, <clears throat> I don't know. We've So we've we've had some like kind of, I don't want to say downer episodes about Cowboy Bebop recently, <laughs> but I, I feel like we lost a little bit of our luster, but I'm, I'm actually, I'm really excited yes. to talk about this, this episode. Um, so this one's called Black Dog Serenade. Um, and immediately from the title, we do infer like Jet's, Jet's name was Jet Black. He's known mm-hmm. as Black Dog in the ISSP. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Um, <laughs> I double checked. Did they you. ever say what that stands for? And we looked at I have no idea what it stands for. International Super Space Police? That's what I'm going with. That's ridiculous. (laughs) (laughs) I just made that up. Perfect. (laughs) Well, it's canon now. (laughs) Yeah. So if if anyone needs me needs to hire someone to name name organizations, hit me up. I'm here for for you. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a jet episode. We we know that right off the bat and I feel like we've both talked about how our like what we tend to like the background episodes more to get a little bit of a better picture. So, um, and this episode so yeah. is as background episode as it get. Like, wholly mm-hmm. focused on Jet. We saw Spike for like twenty seconds. Yeah. Um, and for those Fay who for... haven't seen it, uh, why don't you give us a recap? So uh, it starts off. It's a very it's a very noir start. Like it's it's everything's like shades of red and black. It's in this hallway. Um, very clearly, someone did a murder or like twelve, mm-hmm. and um, there's this like half drunk guy and and talks to another. The only other two, only other living person's got these glasses. Looks like a barcode on his neck yep. or something like that. Uh, I believe smoking. Um, and we get the picture that they are they were inmates and they just sort of overthrew a ship. Um, and the, I don't remember if they mentioned his name, but we find out his name is Udai is this sort of assassin dude. An assassin who worked for the syndicate. Yeah. Um, killed all these guards and, um, he, he puts off some, some real big badass vibes. Yeah. Um, like, like don't, don't fuck with him. Uh, even to this, like this fellow inmate who he's escaping this ship with, like this is off putting. So that's like the background to the episode, right? And then, and then we jump to uh, the the bebop, and Jet is like having some emotional issues. He's doing stuff with his bonsai trees. Faye's complaining about the cold water in the shower, and Jet's like, "I'll fix it when I fix it, whatever." And then, and then, I don't know if anything happens in the animation, but it, it's implied that something weird happens with Jet's arm. Mm-hmm. Well, oh, go ahead. It, it's brought to the attention because he he's always smoking. And the cigarette he has um, burned all the way down. It was burning his metal hand. And that's when Faye was like, mm. oh, don't you feel that? And she's called out his arm at least three times on this show, being like, why do you have that piece of crap? You can get, mm. like, what was it called? Do you? Do you- I, I don't remember. But, like, it to me, it implied, like, almost like a regrown arm yes, or something like yes. that. Um, 
very expansive. But uh, yeah, so she's like, she's like, you know, you could get that fixed, and and Jet's like, it's my ship, I'll fix it when I want, and it's my arm, I'll fix it when I want. She's like, no, I'm talking, I'm talking about the arm, like, like, yeah, and and he's he's very clearly going through some stuff. Um, they get a call, and it ends up being um, from his ex partner, Fad. Yes, I think it was F A D. That's his name, and. Uh, so he goes to meet this this ex partner and finds out that we find out that this Udai, this assassin, was sort of the last the last uh, mission's not the right word for a cop. What's the assignment? A beat. Yeah, beat or something like this. So this was like the last dude that uh, the black dog hunted um, with Fad, and um, we it cuts back to the spaceship and shows more of Udai being a badass. He slits the throat of this one guy who's like out of control and like Udai has a plan, wants to get out, has, has stuff he wants to do very clearly setting up that he is super, super, super dangerous. Even criminals that are very, very on the high wanted list are scared of him. So fad convinces jet to go like back on one last, like get Udai back. There's a few little like subtle things that we figure out what they mean later, mm-hmm. but um, like slips of the tongue by Fad. Like Udai's not with the syndicate. I mean, and then and then he like cuts off the sentence and um, kind of rephrases a couple times. Um, they get to the ship. Um, there's some. I mean, there's some really great fight scenes in this in this episode. Like this really, episode really is good. so noir, like mm-hmm. the flashbacks from jet, the way the fight scenes happen, like the conclusion of the yeah. episode. Yeah. Oh, I, I should mention the flashback because they, because they flash back to um, young jet who like looks exactly the same, but instead of having a long pointy two beards, it, they're just short. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and he's got, he's got that classic, like it was like 1920s mm-hmm. is what the, like 1920s cops with like Tommy guns and all that, all that good classic like gangster era vibes. So um, good, so noir. They stuck to the genre this time. Mm-hmm. It it really was. And they show that whatever happened in this chase for Udai, what when Jet lost his arm, is was someone set him and his partner up. Is what it shows. So he's chasing Udai. A light flashes on him. He figures out it's a trap. He and his partner had split up to capture Udai and, and whatnot. And so then it gets back to them, like, fighting on the ship. Um, great, great fight scene between Udai and Jet. Mm-hmm. And then um, we find out that uh, Fad betrayed Jet. Again, from classic. Udai. Ud- Udai tells him that. And, yeah, yeah, just so so classic. There's um, – uh, gosh, it was just long enough ago – I don't remember if um, Fad kills Udai, correct? Yes. Is that what shoots yeah, him in so the Fad, head uh, right mm-hmm. past like uh, Jet's when shoulders? U- yeah. Right while he was when revealing was, the information that mm-hmm. Fad was a betrayer, a traitor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, and Jet ends up having to kill Fad, and and then it's done. But like that's almost like, what Fad wanted. Yeah, that's it. Was really I. I want to talk about it more in, in depth, but it, it really was like all these different pieces were like very beautifully done. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it was it was a phenomenal episode. So I, I don't know. I, what, what, tell me what you think, B. <laughs> uh, I, mean, I don't even know where to begin. The episode itself, I, I did really enjoy it for a lot of the reasons that we, we've addressed, but particularly just like the classic 
good versus evil when it became like Jet, uh, you know, who's got this uh, backstory where he used to work for the ISP, ISSP, um, which is Interstellar. Fuck, I forgot the other S. Doesn't matter. Oh, Interstellar Space Police. My name was better. It was so much better. (laughs) (laughs) Um, He leaves, and I... uh, Did you suss out why exactly he left? Was it just, like, the the damages, like, the the injuries that he suffered? Because I'm still not clear on his motivations for leaving. That didn't strike me. Yeah, I'm not 100% sure. I I feel like it's insinuated that it was the injury, along with, like... I don't know, like, it's, it's, it, it was whatever that last thing that happened was, being trapped, getting injured, because um, I don't think they captured Udai right there. That was not, like, I don't think Udai got captured, so. Interesting. But at the same time, Jet put Udai in prison, right? That was, no, that wasn't stated. What was stated was Udai, no. uh, Fad was like, you don't want that guy back out on the streets or something to that effect. Yeah, so so there is still hmm. some of that like mystery. Yeah, or I mean, maybe we just need to to, to rewatch it and we'll yeah. catch. So so I I don't know, listeners, if there's something that we are missing, please please feel free to to let us know. Yeah, on Twitter at, us. at anime attaché. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, if I could infer, just based on like contextual details, not necessarily anybody outright saying the words, but I mean, Jad at some point. Um, Thad was like, wait on my mark and we'll do the this maneuver, just like old times. And don't leave until I give you the say-so. And then the camera focuses on Jet's ship and he's gone. Mm-hmm. Um, and before he says, like, uh, just like old times, you know me, I'm going to do things my way. Mm-hmm. And if I had to kind of interpret that and then based off of everything else we we kind of understood, Jet, not that he's a lone dog, but he probably felt like he had more agency to do what he wanted as a bounty hunter versus working under the restrictions and the confinements. I also actually that reminds me of one of the, one of the other conversations he has with Fad, where Fad's just kind of like like you were too basically like almost like too good like you um, yeah you you did the right thing you weren't as was, corrupt as us yeah you weren't you. He was a very classic, like, I'm not going to play the games of the system. My job is to catch bad guys, mm-hmm. and I'm going to do that. Um, and that's, like, and so I wonder if I wonder if part of the implication is that, like, him getting set up, that it's a trap. Like, if that, if, if maybe he never was able to piece together who it was uh-huh. at the time, but he, but, like, that was the final straw that, like, sort of broke the, the proverbial camel's back. Mm-hmm. Like, in, in, that makes with sense. Faith in the system. Um, I mean, if there's one thing that we can speak on, um, police forces, especially with today's social climate, is like it's a corrupt bunch, not working for the interests of the people, but we're like serving the interests of who has the most money. Um, yeah. And that's reflected in this world through and through. These aren't people that are doing valiant tasks or anything. The ISSP just serves. Uh, Corporate interests, even syndicate interests. Yeah. So Jet not wanting to participate in that kind of a system makes a lot of sense. With the ability as a bounty hunter, he can do what he wants, when he wants, how he wants, which is to say a lot mm-hmm. of the times he doesn't get the bounties. Yeah. 
Well, and and it's 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 kind of like what you're saying. It is it is so reflective of um, reality, right? Is there's how, how many stories are there of like the cop who seemingly is trying to do the right thing, getting basically forced out by by the the police force, and the stuff system, like that. And, mm-hmm. and and not being able to quote unquote fit in or survive in that world because they are actually trying to do the right thing, mm-hmm. not play politics, not. And so, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. It was it was a very, it was a lot more revealing of Jet. Then, like even the earlier background episode with like his um his ex partner yeah um, romantic partner not um working partner not, mm-hmm. not work, working partner but um yeah um so I want to I wanted to bring up we we started to talk talk about this before we started recording um and I'm really excited to hear what you have to say based on what you said to me is I I really enjoyed this episode and we we agree on that and I feel like. In as we've kind of talked over the last maybe like six or eight episodes, there's been a lot of us like, ah, I just there, it feels like there needs to be more. What else is there? What's what's going on? Why are we why are we doing these random episodes and stuff? And I really felt like if this show was reordered to have like this episode and the Faye episode slightly earlier in the series, I would have had more buy in. And you had the you disagreed with that, and I'm yes. very curious to hear. So well, thought if, process. I do think it's valid. Like the buy-in would have been higher, but because we got all of those standalone episodes with these characters doing adventures, that's what like that's what's helped build up them as people, as these characters. When we in this episode, when we saw um, Jet trimming the bonsai, and he cut a big piece. The last mm-hmm. time we saw Jet cutting a bonsai was when mm. Spike had left him. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. that was the episode we first met Vicious. And yeah. there were just like small signs to tell us that this is a big deal for Jet. We know mm-hmm. Jet supposedly works well as a team. And then we find out about Jet's scummy partner. But I think these solo episodes where we actually receive information versus our random episodes, I I, I like how this order went because now these episodes hmm. land so much harder than they would have if it was just an intro episode. Interesting. Um, yeah, I, I that so that like I can I can a hundred percent see see that, and I think that does that's that's some good pushback to to, to my <laughs> thought process. I think I think for me one of the things is that like even like you mentioned like the bonsai trimming that was also a significant episode, right? Mm-hmm. And and uh, I guess so. So I don't disagree with you. Mm-hmm. And and I and I also still feel like so we're this is episode sixteen yeah and I would say we've had maybe five significant story episodes maybe six no probably and so, five and so that's where I'm like okay did we need did we need those extra eleven to get to this point mm-hmm. or or if this happened to episode eight versus versus episode sixteen or even episode ten yeah. Like, would there have felt like this big? Because I, I really feel like there was a there was a really big chunk in the middle here, where I, I felt kind of listless mm-hmm. in the show, and this and the Faye episode have really pulled me back in pretty strongly. For me, it was the episode with the slime. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah. Again, it was <laughs> a nasty. crew episode. You know, they yeah. didn't leave their ship; they were on the bebop. 
And so, so yeah, I don't know. I feel like I guess I guess my ideal is sort of like a combination of the two, yeah, of the two extremes of those ideas. I but, think that's fair. That's a good compromise. But I am, I am, I feel like I am really for the first time seeing the people who who like the the diehard Bebop fans. I'm starting to see it where like, their love I'm, has come from. Yeah, like these these deeply flawed, hurt characters, like interacting with a shitty world is mm-hmm. like okay. I, I am I am a little more here for this, and I'm I feel like honestly probably since episode five it's it's really the first time where I'm like I'm like okay I I actually I kind of want to binge this now like ah, I want to know what's happening. I got that feeling. <laughs> I'm back. really scared. Yes. I'm really scared that next episode's gonna be like one of those off the wall bizarre ones where we're just like what just happened? It will be, and it's gonna be amazing. <laughs> like I'm going in uh, brand new that like you know this point mm-hmm. forward I've never seen this episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So I'm very excited for what's to come. Um, any, any, hi- okay. So there's, there's a few things I want to address before I even ask you some questions. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. The very first, um, ACAB. Uh, I think we've talked a handful uh, about policing forces and, you know, no matter where you at, they fucking suck. Um, secondly, the use of black people in this episode. Oof. Not oof. Good. Again, it's an easy trope to be like, who would be in a prison transport going to Pluto? Again, even going to Pluto in a prison, that's that in itself is a trope. Do they do that on the expanse? Um Do you, you remember? Know, I so I've only read the books. I've and, and watched the Same. Like I've never seen episodes, I've only read up to book five. And I'm, I'm about to start book five. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> um and I don't specifically remember like Okay. I mean that the whole expanse world is like hyper corrupt and it's very, very clear. But it's more like I didn't I didn't get the sense that there were prison ships. But again, I'm sure someone will add us and tell us that we're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But, regardless, um, yeah. even Pluto itself being like a prison system is something I've I've either read or seen in other media sources. So like I enjoyed that. But then like it zooms in on all these black characters. Like the one guy that got just it, it's frustrating. I I know it's just one of those things that the show doesn't consider. You know, there's some good, and then we've got the bad. Um, I did like that um oh what was his name? The main villain? Udai. Udai. I I thought he was interesting, you know, trying to reach out to the syndicate and they're like, no, we don't deal with you anymore. Your threats of information don't work. It really mm-hmm. made me wonder the time period between when he'd got put into prison. Versus now, because that kind of informs on Jet too. How much time has actually passed yeah. since he left the IAS, ISSP versus where he is now as a bounty hunter? Because that, again, this episode was just chock full of these small pieces of information that really mm-hmm. said a lot if we take the moments to expand upon them. Oh, totally. I, I really got that sense that it's like like decades Yeah, is, is the sense that I got for sure. Um. Yeah, totally. <laughs> um, so, favorite moments? Gosh, <laughs> is the whole thing an answer? Um, yes. <laughs> well, I, I, there were the the last fight scene was was really good, and then the cuts. There were multiple cuts of just like shells dropping to the ground, like these animations that were like kind of like you said at the beginning, very noir. Yes. Um, and and the way the music and the the 
the animation and the coloring and like these small cuts and the the clinking of of the the shells um they just i i just remember them really hitting very poignantly mm-hmm. in the midst of all of like these these things happening um so so honestly it was pro- it, it really is as simple as like bullet shells clacking on the ground was, i love I just, that because it, it it was and I I think I've said this multiple times as we've gone through Cowboy Bebop. It is really really very clearly like a high level work of art. Mm-hmm. Um and and those little touches are phenomenal. That's what makes what it just you? feel real. Um I mean, you know my moments always the silly ones. Um when uh Ed was like hanging on the rafters or something in this uh space deck. Uh and Jet's leaving. He's like, if I don't come back, water my bonsais. And Ed's like, <laughs> okay, Ed will do just that. Sings a song. Yeah, and Ed just like overwaters them. A hose worth of water. I- <laughs> it's 100% how my kids water things. <laughs> it's just so good. And then I'm having a time of his life. Like, ugh. Mm. That was yeah. probably my favorite. Yeah. Um, it was a great point of levity in this, like, really. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I needed that contrast a little bit. <laughs> really heavy episode. Um, I mean, beyond that, the the finale or the conclusion of the episode just with two deaths, um, mm-hmm. those hit home. They were just, they were cleanly done. They're like post shootout. It was just bang, bang, done. Mm-hmm. And I loved it. And then that gross cop being like, give me a smoke. I didn't really quit. Like, pfft, sorry, mm-hmm. I even die. Yeah. I, I think... In that fight scene, I just that just reminded me of of another one of those subtle things that I really liked was was Jet limping off down that hallway, um, because huh. like because it's like he's still hurt, he still carries all this stuff, but he keeps going. I love like, that. I didn't notice like, that. That was a really that was a really good. I don't know. Like it was a it was a very quick, but like. Uh, what's the word? Like it was a good summary of who Jet is. Yes. Of like, like fighting through adversity. And just and just you just keep going. That's our man. If your arm hurts <laughs> or if your leg if your leg's shot, like you just keep going and you keep trying to do the right thing and you keep trying to survive in this in this shitty galaxy. Oh, I, I love Jet. Yeah, I really he, I I actually I think he's quickly becoming my favorite character. The more we've the more we've seen of him. He was pretty neutral for me in the beginning because there wasn't anything wildly, like, personality-wise, there was nothing wildly attractive mm-hmm. about him. Mm-hmm. He was just very much, like, the brotherly or fatherly figure. And, like, that's neat, but now we're really getting to the depth of him, and I love it. Mm-hmm. I absolutely. A hundred percent agree. A hundred percent agree. Um, go ahead. Yeah. Um, so we have a couple of uh, homages and references to just... I'll, I'll rattle them out. Um, the inmates used, uh, if any, I don't know a single thing about guns. You could tell me a fake name. I'd be like, yes, that is real. Um, so apparently the guns that were referenced in this episode were real ones. And they used the Heckler and Coach USP handguns. And then Fad used a Smith & Wesson Model 29. Sounds like a I've lot of fun of Smith words. i Smith & Wesson, so. Oh, cool. <laughs> um, we got the name of that wine. I guess that's like a real thing. Oh, um, yeah. Don Perignon. I've never heard of it either. <laughs> uh, Black Dog is a song by Led Zeppelin. 
um, off their 1971 album, Led Zeppelin IV. Mm. That I thought was really neat. Again, I won't listen to it, but I like the fact that that's what it might allude to. So I'm going to go back to the Don Perignon real quick. Yeah. It's expensive champagne. I just I just Googled it real Thank quick. Thank you. The, first, the price for the first three bottles, $259.97 US dollars. What? Two forty nine ninety seven, five thousand five hundred. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! So, so I'm never gonna be drinking that on mm-hmm. my dime. <laughs> and to think that our friend like that, he just poured it out. Yeah, which I, it makes that makes that even more significant. Right? Yeah. Like, Ooh, I like that we looked that up. Interesting. Um, no, that's pretty much it. There's a couple of references, mm-hmm. like, um, with the group of prisoners hijacking the prisoner, prisoner transport ship, it pays homage to something called Con Air, which was a 1997 action thriller film starring Nicolas Cage. Like every movie? <laughs> Genuinely. It's <laughs> <laughs> probably a reason I can't, you know, pick that one out of all the other mm-hmm. Nick Cage stuff. Exactly. Oh, I did want to, I did, I did want to, want to, I had one more a cab thing to talk about at some point, but we don't need to do it at this exact moment. Oh no, that was I mean I'm that was I, it for well, background and references. They weren't expansive yeah. this time. I so so I think the one th- one thing I want to talk about with like the the prison ship and with Udai Udai being black and this is something that um being a middle class white Latino dude who was raised primarily by the white side of my family, um I was not aware of these sorts of tropes being in media because they're very subtle, right? And so I hope that if you're listening to us and you hear us talking about like, oh, like police forces are corrupt in the real world. Oh, it's it's not super great that the black people that show up in this show are villains. Consistently. Almost always. Like I would ask you to, as you look at shows that have crime as a predominant theme, notice notice the skin color of who the quote unquote good guys are and who the quote unquote bad guys are. Um, because part of the um, uh, systemic bias. Perpe- perpe- yeah, well, yeah, perpetuation of that systemic bias is done through media in that mm-hmm. way of, of black men are thugs. That's, you will see it in every single cop show mm-hmm. um, across the board. You will you will see the the black women are loud and um, aggressive. Usually, sex workers. Mm-hmm. Like like th- these things are there, and so that's that's why I hope you understand that that's why we bring them up is because it is really important to understand that media does help shape our our world, and um, whether it's explicit or implicit, mm-hmm. it doesn't it doesn't really matter. It's there, and you might you might even be conscious enough to think like oh. I don't think all black people are criminals, which you should not think that you should not think that all black people are criminals. If you're listening, we're going to have, we're going to have a conversation. They are not a monolith, (laughs) but, but you do need to be aware even when media is portraying it that way, because that, that does start to shape your implicit bias and, and adds to the fear that particularly in middle and upper class white culture, um, adds to this fear of, any black person that I see is a threat to me. And that's just not, that's not reality, but it is very much shaped by media. So that was, that was my, my one little piece. Um, Thank you. That, yeah. I, I know that you and I have had a lot of conversations off, off mic, but um, 
I, I forget. Someone has reminded me recently that sometimes we forget a lot of that background information. Yeah. Like we assume that everyone knows that. And so I just, that was something that popped into my head. So I wanted to, I wanted to say that before we ended. <laughs> Heck yeah. No, thank you a lot. Um, I think that's very valid and needs to be stated, especially in an episode like this. This dealt with a lot mm-hmm. of relevant biases that we are still facing today. This was made in 1999. I don't know when it was written, but not a lot has changed in that regard. There has been some steps in the right direction, but we can do better. Yeah, it's it's very much a two steps forward, one and a half steps back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like it's it's slow, slow progress. So, all right. Well, to end this on a happy note, what are you looking forward to in the next episode? Because I mean, predictions. This is such a hard show to predict. Our predictions have it's, just been like ein, 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 yeah. and we're still waiting. <laughs> no, I, I, I mean. I'm hoping it feels like there's been a shift in the tone of the show in the last two or three episodes. And I'm, I guess my, my prediction or hope is that that continues, that it keeps sort of pushing and ramping up to the finale. Yes. Um, so I don't know. Oh, I, st- <laughs> I didn't realize this was still on. It's my visitor pass from the hospital. Uh. <laughs> um, no. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm really hopeful that this in this back third of the series that this sort of episode is more common than the like the quote-unquote filler episode yes that's that's my prediction and or hope excellent what about yours uh ein yes. give me some of that dog <laughs> we've heard he's a super genius yes <laughs> prove it I prove see it, it. <laughs> <laughs> all right um, well thank you steven i think this has been a really good conversation for a really mm-hmm. good episode. I agree. Uh, for those who I are agree. interested, I can be found online on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, probably just that, as a <laughs> variation of at B underscore Zelda, at B underscore Zelda underscore, or at B Zelda. I am a, a podcaster, Twitch streamer, TTRPG writer, and the community manager for D&D Adventures League. Uh, and you can find me in the it's earth on, <laughs> <laughs> yep. on this planet mostly yeah at the underscore bad dm hopefully other planets someday that would be yeah. kind of cool actually. in our lifetime or, ter- or terrifying i'm not i'm not sure both it's probably 50 50 um but uh yeah at the underscore bad dm uh i am also a ttrpg podcaster streamer and and very clearly an anime expert by this point uh-huh. i've watched through one and, and two thirds of a show i actually i've actually i'm actually almost done with season five of my hero academia ah, i love that um, we'll have to talk yeah we will we will have to sometime i love i love it um spoilers but, uh, <laughs> oh and you can you can technically find kelsey's handle at Kelsey D. Garcia. Um, you probably won't find her there. <laughs> but that is her handle. And she should hopefully be back with us before the end of this season. All right. Until then, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. And we will see you for the next episode. <laughs> next episode. <laughs>